0: There are many issues that we face as students and educators, one of these being chronic absenteeism. In this podcast, we will take a look at two different experiences that me and Maria have had during our time and field, in field and our lives in general that we've seen these issues. And this is one of those issues that isn't discussed as often. So we're going to bring in some more recent research that's been done around this topic. This past semester, I was tasked with um, working with a student in Middletown and I was assigned her early September, no, late September, um, and I scheduled all of these times with her and she showed up only twice, so that was a really challenging experience because I would email her, I would ask her to reschedule, I would do all of these things, I even reached out to professor that was in charge of it (laughs) and I was like please help I don't know what to do um and she was like well we can give you a new student and I was like okay like yeah that's fine and like I was worried about you know like getting all of my hours so I was quicker to jump on that but it really got me thinking like why is she not showing up because I knew she was struggling or she wouldn't have asked for like the tutoring Um, And so while that wasn't necessarily like in a classroom and in school, because we did all of those meetings over Zoom, I was like thinking, you know, is she showing up for class? Is she doing her assignments? All of that, because, you know, only talking to a student twice, you don't really get to know them or get them to really trust you either, because, you know, trust is both ways. You have to make sure that they trust you before they can like start learning from you and so I just didn't know because she would always say that like she had done her assignments and it was just really frustrating because I wanted to get to her and I wanted to like be able to help her and I just felt like at a loss so that was kind of my experience during this past semester.
1: That's I actually had a very similar experience that you talking just reminded me of we um, had the opportunity to work with a middle school class. It was seventh grade English class um, with this school in Indiana, and so we would join Zoom together, and then we were paired with certain students. And so in my group, it was me and two other co-teachers, and then three students. But only two of our three students would show up. And then the very last day that we were working with them, we worked with them for three weeks, and the very last day that we worked with them, the one boy. Finally showed up, but he showed up in the very last minute. We finished working with him at 11, and he logged on at 10.59. And so we were trying really hard just to quickly explain what the assignment was and um, all of that. But it was hard, too, because we were trying to get a hold of him throughout the course of the three weeks and trying to figure out what was going on. And he told us that he was struggling with Internet connection, which, I mean... that is such a present thing now with online school. And that goes back, one of the um, articles that I found recently did um, research on school absenteeism um, in the time of the flu epidemic. And so I just thought that was so interesting how we are now in a time of a pandemic with COVID and um, we're seeing that again. And now that we have online school, I think initially we think oh that'll encourage students that gives them an opportunity to participate in education um, even when we can't meet physically at school Um, but still there are struggles like not having good internet connection or not even having it at all or um, not having computer or things like that Um, that is our students just being at home there's a lot else going on in students lives and so that was just a really interesting thing for me to find and then like when he turned in his assignment you could tell like he did not receive adequate instruction and just like did not have as good of his understanding as I think he would have if he would have been able to join us but I don't know I think it's just hard to like encourage students to join when there are so many other things right. in play in their lives.
0: And it's like kind of interesting too because if you look at when we were in like quote unquote normal schools, like you did have like absent logs, like educators and like um, principals would have logs and trackers, but you're only looking like kids that are considered like excused absent are in that count. So like the whole reason that we're looking at like that chronically absent is because we're missing kids. And especially now with the pandemic, like you were saying, like, internet access, like, I was reading this one article, um, and it was talking about how we're actually, like, we've lost kids in this time, like, because, you know, if they're not at school, and we're not in person, we can't go looking for them, like, some schools might, and so they're just non-existent. Um, And so it's really hard that then too, because, you know, if you have kids that simply don't have internet access at home, but we're in a pandemic, so where else are they going to go? So while they might not have cared as much about school and they were the ones that were chronically absent, they're just not going. Mm -hmm. And there are kids that didn't even register for school this year because they're like, well, why would I? there's no teacher that's making me come into the classroom and not going to log on to a call to learn. And so I think that's really interesting too, because like there's that link between being chronically absent and dropout rates, which was in another article that I found. And so those dropout rates are seen even more now with having that switch from in-person to online school. Yeah, for sure.
1: That's, Something I've gotten to see that has been really interesting for me, my dad is the assistant principal of the junior senior high school that I attended. And so when he has been home, I've been like getting a little bit of a look into how, um, administration is kind of trying to work with this absenteeism and especially chronic absenteeism. And I know, um, when they switched to online back in April, um, they, had this spreadsheet that all the teachers could access and they would put in the students who weren't attending their classes and like weren't doing the work and things like that and so basically every day he would be sitting at his desk and making phone calls to those parents like encouraging them to have their students log on or to see what they needed and so they ended up getting a really cool like partnership with spectrum and so they went and put internet at the houses of students who said we're not logging on because we don't have internet right now and things like that and so it ended up being really really cool and it kind of got to combat a little bit of that chronic absenteeism when it was because of those kinds of factors right um but again like there were students who the parents just wouldn't answer their phones because they knew it was the school calling or um, things like that that you just can't you just don't have that kind of control over, which is really hard. And like you were saying, in a pandemic, it's not like they can go to their house and be like, hey, are you okay? What's going on? Can we help you? Like, yeah. So, yeah.
0: It's like, you know, immunocompromised and you don't want to put them at risk. And it's like, which risk is the lesser of the two evils, you know? Like, is it not getting an education or like keeping your safety And I think it is good that we're putting safety first, but it can be really frustrating because like kind of on the flip side of what you were talking about, I was observing this teacher and she was telling me that she had like four students who consistently were missing and she was just so like tired that she was just like giving up. She was like, I can't reach them. I, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. It's October we're done in a month. What am I going to teach them in a month? I just, I can't. And it's just kind of like that exhaustion, that burnout that we're seeing since we've been online since April. (laughs) Right. And even
1: back when we were in person in schools, I think that that chronic absenteeism is still an issue and it's true. Like students do fail classes simply because they're not attending school and um, Something I've gotten a little more insight of from my dad as well is that a lot of times, especially in middle school, is that the school will just let them move on anyway. Like they will move them on to the next grade, even though they don't have, they really didn't gain that knowledge that they were supposed to in that year. And so then we face more of an issue of they're moving to the next grade and they don't have that understanding. And so that's going to make this year harder, which discourages them to even come to school again and so it just gets into this very vicious cycle i feel
0: like yeah because like the school that i went to when i was in like my elementary grade school high school we didn't do like hold backs either like your parent would have to call the school and say i want my child held back i want them to repeat this grade But after, again, middle school, like you said, they stopped allowing them to do that because they're like, they need to graduate, they need to leave. And like the only students that were able to stay past 18 were your special needs students. Mm
1: -hmm. Like
0: they're, I forgot what law it is, but they are allowed to stay in schools until they're 21. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Because it's a place for them. But if kids are discouraged to stay in that place, because it's like, they're really getting shown that we don't care if you learn or not. You've got to move on. you got to graduate. Mm-hmm. It's like, what's the benefit? How is this helping me? How is this making me smarter? How is this making me a better person? I might as well drop out and go get a job. That's probably going to teach me more.
1: Right. And I think that is really an important thing you were kind of touching on. I feel like without directly saying that when students don't feel like welcome at school kind of like if they maybe are falling behind and don't feel like they can catch up to move on or whatever when they aren't feeling welcome in that space like it is discouraging to go there um right. and so that is where we see a lot more of the chronic absenteeism um a lot of the research that i've been doing recently shows um different years and the chronic absenteeism in different areas, but it always was higher in the minority populations. It was higher in high schools. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that that's because in high school is I feel like when students are getting more self-aware, but also there's, I don't know, it makes them, there's more room for discomfort. I feel like whether that's in their learning capabilities or in um, maybe like equality of themselves, like their race or their gender or sexual preference, things like that, that I feel like students are becoming more aware of and becoming more vocal about in high school. And so when they don't feel welcome in the school, there are going to be those groups of people that are going to start falling behind and not attending.
0: Yeah. And I think like you are probably very correct like developmentally like that is when you're like working on your self identity I think like we probably both took like EDP 201 where we looked at that like brain kind of development and it's like that early adolescent to like middle adolescent years but that's when like your self identity is in question and so like if your school is not supporting that and it's not a safe space for you why would you keep going it's kind of like We talk a lot about like toxic friends, you know, don't keep people that are toxic to you. Well, you can't necessarily apply that same thing to a school. Like if a school is being toxic, everybody's like, suck it up, go to school, you need it. Right. But like they are in that questioning kind of thing and like being more vocal, like you said, so it's, well, why does it matter? Like if it's not benefiting me, why does it matter?
1: Mm -hmm. and so then it just makes you think about okay so then what do we do as teachers then how do we make students feel welcome at school how do we encourage students um one of my professors dr bachelor has been really awesome in giving us a lot of insight into this um and just talking through different experiences she's had um with chronic absenteeism and one of the things that really stuck with me is Like when that student finally shows up, don't draw the attention and be like, wow, nice of you to show up today. Like, look who's made it to class finally. Or like anything like that, like just let them feel welcome. Like they're obviously not attending school for some reason. Like let's not draw attention to it. Let's not whatever. And then like when it's work time or whatever, go over and sit next to them, check in on them like, see how you can help them and come up with a plan to catch them up rather than, I don't know, making it a big thing where, A, I could either encourage them because they like that attention or, um, I don't know, discourage them and being like, yeah, I don't want to come here because I don't want this kind of attention or anything yeah. like that.
0: I think it's awesome that, like, your professor was so, like, transparent with all of that because, like, it is especially hard, especially, like, when they're missing school for very personal reasons. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, there could be things from domestic violence. There could be, you know, that chronic illness I mentioned earlier. There could be numerous issues. Like they had to take care of their siblings. Mm -hmm. Because their mom or dad or single parent or whoever was working a triple shift. Like you just don't know. And so bringing all of that attention can like make them go internal. Mm -hmm. Because one of those kids that like, have that kind of trauma are going to go internal when they're being called out. Because like, you know, no teacher would want to be called out either. Like, you know, maybe right. I know especially for like female teachers, like, you know, you have sometimes like they have like pregnancies and you know, if you have like a miscarriage, like you wouldn't want your students asking you like, where's your baby bump? Or like what's going on? Right. So it's just like it's those very personal things. It's like you can ask them like alone or like outside of the classroom, like, is there anything I can do? Maybe Mm -hmm. not like what's going on, like what's wrong, but like, is there anything I can do to help? So like it gives them that kind of like open conversation that they can have if they want to talk about what's going on, they can. If they're like, I just really need some like after school help or like if you could help me more during the classroom. Mm -hmm. But it gives them that opportunity to voice what they need and giving them the opportunity more can ensure that they're going to give you the answer more. Cause I mean, me personally, if somebody's like, can I do anything to help? i will be like, no, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need it. But if they're like constantly asking, I might finally be like, okay, yeah, I really do need help with this. I'm really overwhelmed. Like, can you do this, this or this? And just like constantly being there for them, but not making them like feel, bad about asking for help because like you're asking them if they want it
1: Mm -hmm.
0: yeah
1: that's for sure i think just being a support and having grace with our students because i think a lot of the times um we talk a lot about like banking education things like that or like students coming in as a blank slate or whatever and it's like that is not the truth of the situation like students have so much else going on Um, And so I think being aware of that in our students' lives is really important and just having grace with that. Um, And I mean, especially now in this time of the pandemic, there's even more going on in students' lives. And um, I just think that there has to be grace in things like deadlines and things like maybe even attendance. Um, One of the articles I looked at was talking about is mandatory attendance, something that can combat chronic absenteeism. And um, the study showed, yes, like having mandatory attendance does generally provide more students, but it didn't show on tests and things that the students in the class were doing exceedingly better or anything like that. Um, But granted, that was also for college students. And so I think that's a little different. Right. Um, But I still think like, I think a lot of that is because in college, there seem to be more resources that students I feel like can take advantage of easier, especially, um, without a lot of attention being drawn to them. I feel like in high school, if you're going to the guidance counselor or going to tutoring, everyone knows basically, you know, like everyone will see you or whatever. And I feel like in college, you have more of an opportunity to do that under the radar. And so, I think just as much as we can as educators, just having that grace period with our students of like, okay, this is when it's due, but if you can't get it done, then like, talk to me, let me know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I'm willing to extend this for you or like just anything or like, if you need extra help with it, like, let me know. We can spend time together after school or whatever, you know, I think that, I don't know, we just really have to be, facilitators of grace and yeah. so hopefully too like students will kind of have that grace with themselves as well because I think that they do get discouraged um and especially like when you're missing school and
0: don't know what's going on and things like that that can just be really discouraging yeah no I think you bring up a lot of good points so I'm gonna backtail it back to um talking about a little bit about that mandatory attendance because I think it's really interesting like that, like, it is a college study, because, like, oftentimes, like, in K through 12, you already have mandatory attendance, because it's, like, you're underage, so, like, you have to be accounted for, Mm -hmm. Um, but when you're talking about, like, the test scores weren't dramatically different, I kind of thought, well, like, you can force kids to be in school, but you can't force them to think about school, like, that was, like, the first thing I thought of, because, like, If you're making attendance mandatory on days that they might have missed, even though they're there physically, doesn't mean that they're there mentally. And it goes back to, like, again, like you said, giving them that grace, giving them that opportunity to not be there mentally, Mm -hmm. but just be like, hey, I'm here for you. Because I think that is one of those things that teachers will have to pay more attention to. Because, like, if there's that mandatory attendance and your students are coming, just because they're physically there doesn't mean they're mentally there. And you have to pay attention to who is or isn't mentally there. Mm -hmm. Those kids that aren't mentally there are the ones that like, we should be focusing on more because it's like, you know, why are they not mentally here? Is it something that I'm doing? Is it something like an outside factor? Is it something I can help with like this or that, but it all does go back to like being willing to give them that support and that grace Mm -hmm. so yeah for sure we talked about a lot of things (laughs) and it was really great just like being able to get all of that out in the air so thank you (laughs) yes of course this is a great conversation